welcome to Merrickville. Well, Sydney, today Justin Hamilton and I are going to solve the problems of the world. Forget about North Korea. We're going to find out whether or not you should sleep nude. Oh, yeah. That's the most important thing we should work out right now. Yeah, I, just, I just saw it on the news. It said, should you sleep nude? I went, I don't know, but we should address that. I finally have some firm views about something that's going on. I'm excited. <laughs> just give us a bit of a teaser. What are you thinking? Should you sleep nude or should you wear something to bed? Well, I always start off with something, and depending on how the night ends up, I usually you, still you end up still, wearing something. Wearing yeah. let's, let's, not, let's not kid yourself. <laughs> Great to have your company, Sydney. Joined by Justin Hamilton this afternoon. Phones have gone nuts for a Midnight Oil competition we're not hosting. Yeah. What's that about? <laughs> that'll, be back, that'll be back tomorrow. Righto. Yeah. Okay. We were so excited for a moment. We yeah. thought, wow, people are so rapt to hear us on the airwaves. They're, no. they're ringing in to let us know how much they love us. Uh, nuts no, for the competition. Let's tell the truth. We said at the, at the start of the hour yeah. that we were talking about, is it okay to sleep nude? And I'm like, geez, man, there's a lot of calls for that. That's right. funny. And then we go, no, it's for midnight all, mate. It's a oh. competition. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's okay. Still Look, makes sense. To be honest, Back I'm kind tomorrow. of relieved because uh, I feel like that would have been a lot of men with digits calling us and uh, not on their hands. <laughs> Hammer, <laughs> uh, I, I want to talk about something. I've got, mm. uh, I think, a small health issue today. I've got a touch of a headache, right? And uh, a bit of a headache, and I was a little bit woozy today because I think I might have accidentally poisoned myself early today. <laughs> right. This. So, why, what, why does this sound exactly like something that may have happened to you? Yeah, because. I, I was using a solvent. I was using a chemical, right, to right. treat to treat uh, bricks. It's like a you put it on bricks and it and it, it keeps them um, uh, from being permeable. Right. right. Why? So, are, well, why are you doing this? Are you are you on celebrity block? Like because what, what's I could happening? pay a dude to go. <laughs> I could pay a guy to go and do it for me. Right. right. And he'd do a far better job and probably wouldn't spray my windows the right. way I did yes. and then have to wash them. But yeah. I went no, Merrick. You've got a ladder. You should get up there right. when there's no one around and do that on your own. Yeah. And you know that it says very clearly to wear a mask, right. doesn't it? You have, and goggles. You have to fight these man urges. You have these man urges. You try to be several a man. several man urges. I know. I, I fight all of mine. I fight all of them. Every time I'm meant to do something remotely mandy, yep. I, 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 I yep. think... What? We appreciate you fighting them in the office. Yeah, yeah. You, Which is why he's wearing boxing gloves <laughs> right. at the moment. I'm like Edward Norton in Fight Club, just taking myself out. <laughs> One fist at a time. Yeah, well, I had I had this urge that I was going to do it because yep. it was kind of like I started this job and I hadn't completed it. So I went, no, you know what? I'm going to do this. I was up at half five this morning and I'm, <laughs> I'm doing it. I'm getting this done. I'm going to I'm going to get it done before the kids even get to school. Bang! Right. Anyway, so I'm out there mucking around with this stuff and it's got a solvent in it, so it smells. Right? Yeah. And at the start, it's like a texture. It smells kind of oh, good. Yeah. I just go, man, I don't mind that smell. Right. We're not encouraging it. No. But, but we're being honest. Yeah. But then once you've been around that chemical for, I don't know, two or three hours, <laughs> and you're wearing the mask, right? but around your neck. Right. Because I know, didn't want it to go through my neck hole that yes. I don't have. Oh, mate, we're all scared of having fumes go through our <laughs> neck hole, aren't we? So Why didn't you put it up over your face? Because I'm a... Fantastic bloke. You yeah. are a fantastic bloke. It was convenient because massive, <laughs> massive fantastic bloke. Is what oh, I it was man. convenient because when you started drooling from the fumes, the mask was there to catch all Mate, the drool. Right. Not only that, I've got goggles on. Yeah. I put them on my head. Right, because you don't want your, your don't eye foreheads to get <laughs> gassed up. Like, what are you doing? So then I'm using this solvent. And I'm going, man, I feel a bit woozy. Right. I should get. I should get in a ladder. Yes. My wife's not around. Of There's course. There's no one here. That's the time to do it.
Yeah. I haven't informed anyone of my whereabouts. Perfect. You know what I'll do? I'll take my mobile phone out, leave it inside. Exactly. Because well, you needed both hands to hold your beers exactly. that you were probably drinking at the exactly. time. Right. Hey, thirsty work. So I'm out there with my chemicals. Yeah. And all of a sudden I'm going, woo. On top of come, the ladder. Come back inside. My right. missus is home. She's dropped off the kids at school. I come back in and go, oh, I'm in a really good mood. She goes, are you high on chemicals? Yes, I think I am. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a crushing headache because right. I wore the mask around my throat right. and the goggles on top of my head and I've poisoned myself. Right. So how it are you? It could be permanent. Like it could be permanent. How are you feeling now? Not sure if I've had this conversation or I've just imagined this conversation. Mate, we is left that a stri- side effect? Yeah, that is a side effect. Have you gone to the toilet? Have you done a psychedelic crap? That's always a good no, sign. No. When, when you look down and you think that shouldn't be moving and it's not meant to be that colour, that's usually a sign that you've poisoned yourself. He doesn't realise he's at Nova. <laughs> don't, don't, seriously, that just oh gave me God. that gave me a minor anxiety attack then when you said that. For real, it did. But that means I'm Rosso. I'm wrapped. <laughs> You've got the beard. Mate, I have got the beard. Beard is halfway Does there. that mean Kate Ritchie? Come on, Kate Ritchie. Here we go. <laughs> no, no, you're, no. Not, you're not a quit, mate. <laughs> <laughs> he's never been anyway. on. Uh, he's never been on a uh, soap opera. That's what mm. he's saying. One triple three five three. Have you accidentally poisoned yourself? I right. have. Like, this is not the first time. Have you ever poisoned yourself accidentally? Uh, I don't know if I actually have. I think that's one of the rare things that I have not done to myself. Well, I, okay, this... Ladies. <laughs> <laughs> it's on my Tinder profile. <laughs> Has not poisoned himself. <laughs> Other products that you can find at a chemist. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> not the first time. I, not the first time I've actually poisoned myself with, right. with chemicals. Not when the I, first time. No, when I was a young bloke, I was about 14 and it was a hot day and my mum asked me if I could paint the uh, the balcony, right? Right. And it was painted with mission brown paint and it was an oil paint. So right. I said, yeah, no drums. Got out there in a pair of footy shorts. Yes. Beautiful day, sunny day. I'm out there. I've put the oil down on the deck and a gum leaf has landed on the middle of the deck and I've gone, son of a bitch. Yeah. And I'm just in a pair of shorts. That's it. Right. Like, you son of a bitch. So I've stepped out to get the gum leaf. Yeah. Slipped on the oil paint, arse over tit in brown um, paint, right. mission brown covered in paint. I've gone, uh, yeah. idiot, what I'll do is I'll just wash this off with some mineral turpentine. Right. So oh. I've washed it off with all the mineral turpentine. And then I went, you know what? Why would I wash off the mineral turpentine? I'll just let that soak in for of a bit. Of course. Turps poisoning. Right. Oh, right. far out. So you're covered in brown paint. You're burning. Harry Connick Jr. has turned up and said, this is not acceptable. <laughs> this is a disaster, Merrick. <laughs> I was tripping so bad from the turps poisoning. I thought I was on red phases. Right. <laughs> oh my god! That's how bad it was. Oh, that, here's the tips. Red only gave you a two. <laughs> Mum had to gong him to get off the paper. Yeah. Oh. Here's the tip: turps poisoning, very unpleasant. Make oh, sure if yeah. you get that on your skin, you wash it off. Oh my god! None of that sentence sounds good. <laughs> no. So it's alcohol poisoning, solvent poisoning, turpentine right. poisoning, acquired brain damage, tick. Tick and tick. One triple three five three. Give us a call now. If you've accidentally poisoned yourself, give us a call. Have you accidentally poisoned yourself? I had a little bit of a crack this morning. Had a bit of spare time. Right. And and what 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 a great question to put out to the Triple M listeners because <laughs> yeah. we've actually I'm not making this up. We've had to install more phone lines. Yeah. Because <laughs> so many people were waiting. Not for a second. 
that I think we would get no calls. Not even <laughs> for a second, because I thought, you know what? I'm a pretty good litmus test. I've right. poisoned myself at least twice. Right. I reckon there's a good chance everyone else has. You did it this morning. You managed yeah. to get in. Well, like I said, Hammer, I had some spare time on my hands. I was like, what can I do? I mean, I could probably clean up the kitchen for my missus, mm. or I could go outdoors and poison myself with a solvent. Yeah, well, so, there's only one choice. Exactly. I did the right thing. Hello, Pat in Kellyville. Yeah, good day, mate. Um, a couple of years ago, I had to um, I do the fumigation out the backyard, rang up the pest guy. He cost too much, so being a bit of a tight ass. Oh, here you go. Went, yeah, went to Bunnings, bought all the gear, the uh, the super poisonous stuff. Yep, yep. Looked, looked, looked at the mask. The mask was 15 bucks, and I thought, nah, no, nah, I'll be honest. I'll hold my head in the other direction and just keep spraying. <laughs> yes. Anyway, um, a couple of crosswinds. Next thing you know, I'm wondering why my tongue's swollen up. I'm getting the shakes and the shivers. Went to the medical centre and they basically just said, yeah, the neurotoxins work on people as well as insects. So, yeah. Oh, man. And so, so, sorry, what happened? You, you, your tongue sw- uh, swelled up and you, and you got the shakes. Is that right? Yeah, the, the tongue swelled up. felt like that I had shagpole carpet laid on it. Oh, um, oh. Did a couple of muscle contusions and shakes and shivers and sweats and all of that. Um, my wife still reminds me of it constantly to this day that uh, my tightness will lead to my early demise. So. Right. Well, <laughs> happy birthday. And uh... the important thing is that Pat is not laying any eggs anywhere, which <laughs> yes, is really good. That's so the main thing. Pat. Thank you, Pat. That's wow. awesome. Let's get to uh, Heidi in Canley Heights. Hello, Heidi. How are you? Hi, guys. How are you going? Very good. You've poisoned yourself. I have poisoned myself. So um, glad to hear that a woman has done it because it means it's just not blokes that are the idiots in the world. It's ladies can pitch in as well. Well, in my defence, I was five years old. Okay, right. okay. I was um, doing some scrapbooking, you know, sticking things in a scrapbook and made some glue the old-fashioned way with uh, flour and water. Oh, yeah. Uh, went to clean up and I couldn't get the flour and water out of the glass that I used, so I decided to put Pino Clean in the glass. Right. Uh, went outside to play, came back in, was a bit thirsty, picked up the glass, and I drank it. Oh, wow. That is oh. a hell of a cocktail for mm. a five-year-old. Uh, what what yeah, happened was, from there? Oh, I ended up in hospital getting stomach pumps, and, yeah, it wasn't very pleasant. Oh, oh my Lord. You know what? Heidi has just reminded me. I have accidentally tr- uh, tried to uh, poison myself, and it was when I was a baby, and I crawled into my mum's cabinet found some perfume and I drank all of that and mum would never have known except when she went down to kiss me goodnight went, hmm, his breath smells expensive <laughs> and uh, had to send me off to hospital to get the stomach pump. So oh, I have. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, and that's th- the thing is, I mean, still to this day, Heidi is minty fresh. So, right. uh, you know, <laughs> that's the main thing. She, she's, she tastes like the, the Swiss mountains. And Hamo's bowel movements smell rather, mm. you know, like a P- night out at the at the nightclub. Actually, technically, poo-pourri yeah. is what it is. Ah, Jean-Paul Gaultier, poo-poo. <laughs> <laughs> John on the Central Coast. Hello, mate. Hey, how's it going, guys? Very good, mate. You've accidentally poisoned yourself? Well, I didn't accidentally poison myself. When I was uh, working in a bottle shop, me and uh, one of the other guys were standing there and uh, one of the local characters comes in and um, says, put your hand out, boys. So we're like, oh, yeah, put our hands out. And he drops some drop of LSD on each of our hands. No. <laughs> right. And uh, is your friend still around? Sorry, I'm the wrong question. <laughs> Keep going. Yeah, no, he's, he's still around. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, it made, uh, made the shift very difficult, I can tell you that, because within uh, half an hour, me and the other guy I was working with, we looked at each other and going, you feeling warm? 
yeah, I'm feeling warm. <laughs> and yeah, after that, the floor started moving. The oh, bottles no. of yellow oh. and yellow started looking like they were moving everywhere. Oh, um, one, oh one of the wow. staff members wanted me to get money out of the safe. I couldn't open the safe. It was it was absolutely terrible. But well, there's no the way you could open the safe. You don't know what's going to be in there. Yeah, exactly. Like you're, you're on LSD. <laughs> Imagine trying to turn that <laughs> dial. Just keep turning it and turning Turn. it and turning. <laughs> hey, John, just very very quickly, right? I I used to have this girlfriend who. Uh, she lived in America and they were part of that kind of the Grateful Dead movement, you oh, know, yeah. of the deadheads. And so they're right into LSD and stuff like that. Anyway, yeah. a friend of hers family was a chemist, a cook for LSD and he used right. to make batches of LSD and then, you know, put them on blot paper and right. that's what he made. Right. I'm certainly not condoning this. This is just what this guy did. Right. One day he was making um, a batch of LSD and he knocked over the vial and it spilt on his stomach, the whole vial that he would have made two to three hundred trips with. Right. He didn't come down for three months. Right. I hear he was the uh, 15th person on the moon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that would be horrific. Daniel in Wollongong. Hello, mate. How are you? Have you poisoned yourself? Yeah, mate. I was doing work experience in school for an auto electrician company and drained some battery acid out of um, the battery into a cocaine. Come back. Grabbed up the grabbed the wrong coke can and yeah had a skull. Oh, it was, it was very sick. Uh, mouth started bleeding. Throat was bleeding for about a week. Oh, for a week. Ugh. Yeah, for a week. Um, yeah, burn, <gasps> burn all my throat, my uh, esophagus. And and how how do you how do you deal with that? Like I, I like I know you, you had to deal with it for a week, but was there was there anything you could eat or drink that you could get down? No, not really. I just basically ate ice cream for a week and. Everything just tasted like battery acid on the way down. Oh. The worst uh, Ben and Jerry's ever. <laughs> <laughs> ben and Jerry's acid flavour. No, that is awful. And also, too, you know, if you if you get a, like you burn your mouth out like right. that, how are you going to go to hospital and explain what you've done? Because you get right. there and you got fat mouth. And you go, oh, I put putting bad out. Right. Sorry, what? It's 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 the only time I'll ever accept mime from a person. <laughs> Here comes the money. Sorry, I think you've forgotten the bit where you give me some money. Because someone has to pay Merrick's salary. Here's a word from our sponsor. Hi, I'm Mark Boris. Every single day in Australia, people are busting their guts in starting and running their own businesses. It's a big deal. 60% of Australians are hired by small to medium-sized business owners. These guys are doing their bit, buying stock, hiring people and paying their taxes. So what is it like to start your own business? How do you go from just running a business on the side after work to owning something much bigger? How do you make it your future? Join me on The Mentor, a weekly show on Podcast One where I speak to Aussie business owners who are working through just that. I find out what makes them tick. I help them work out their next steps for their growth and for their future. The Mentor with Mark Burris. Listen now at podcastone.com.au or download the Podcast One app. Hamo, uh, if, mm. you, if you got a uh, another world dilemma that you've got that Mate. you want to bring. Last week we talked about one of your, um, well, I tried to assist you with a problem that you had with a, a, a friendship. Right. Um, tried to uh, reset the boundaries and that was very unhelpful. How can I unhelp you today? Well, I feel like I've got some new first world problems. Now I don't have a, I don't have an issue with having third world, uh, first world problems because I live in the first world. Like mm-hmm. if, if I came in and I said, uh, I think I've got a bowler and there's some people who are trying to take over my village, you'd look at me and you'd say third world problems. Yeah. 
Stop being Rwanda. Right. What I would say. Exactly. If I was complaining about Russia trying to annex my country, you'd say second world problems. Exactly. I live in the first world. I've mm. got first world problems. So uh, I like watching Game of Thrones on a Monday. How good? So good. So good. But what you have to realize is that America watches it during our daytime and people on social media, they don't have the courtesy to not post things that are going to ruin the episode for us, right? <laughs> so you know what I am? I'm smart. I'm smart. I don't get onto social media. Don't get onto yep. social media yep. until I've seen the episode and then I'll look and see what yep. people's theories Spoiler are. Spoiler alerts because they do spoil. They do spoil. And I love a theory. I'm mad for a theory. So my friend who uh, lives in Adelaide, good friend of mine, uh, she's got all these theories on uh, what's going to be happening. And she has a very specific one about Jon Snow, a very specific theory that she's been banging on to me about for about three or four seasons. Right? Is her theory that she would like to sleep with Jon Snow? No, that's, that's her that's fact. A... <laughs> <laughs> that is, that is, there's no theory in that. And to your point, Hammer, we should probably say spoiler alert. In spoiler case you haven't alert. seen the latest episode of Game of Thrones, Hammer yes. may ruin it. I'm, yeah, I'm, I can't I'm... believe he died. I can't right. believe oh. they've rubbed him out as well. <laughs> Again. <laughs> but uh, no, no. So basically, she. I'm not going to give what happened away, but basically... Out of nowhere, half an hour before I'm about to watch the episode, I get a text message from her saying, have you seen John in tonight's Game of Thrones episode? Immediately, I know it's about her theory. Immediately, I know her theory now has validity. So now I'm watching it. I don't even know if I said validity correctly. Validity. Thank Same you thing. very much. Same word. I'm so angry. I'm so I'm throwing extra D's into validity. Like you're singing Mary Poppins or something. Hey, we've all been there. We've all been there. <laughs> so anyway, so then I'm sitting there. I'm trying to ignore her text message. Watch the episode. She was correct. She was correct. And I didn't have a moment to enjoy it. I wanted to watch it and I wanted to text her and say, you have correct these all these seasons. Now, I wanted to abuse her and say, hey, you got to be careful. you got to be careful because I'm busy. I'm a busy man. I don't have time to watch it in the middle of the afternoon like you. But you know why I can't do that? You know why I can't do that? This year, she has had two separate Cats have to be put down due to old age. Oh, she's Jesus. had a bad year. So you can't call her out and go hard on it because she's had two dead cats. She's got two dead cats. and She, a... she should feed them. Well, <laughs> I'm going to write that on the back of my hand uh, for the next cats that yeah. she buys. Game of Thrones. Oh, and also to feed your cats. Feed yeah. your cats. So now what do I do? Like now, now I'm for the fury, but uh, I'm wrapped that she was correct. She's got two dead cats. Mm. And I feel bad for her, mm. but I'm furious and I don't want her to wreck the next two. What should I do? Should I be the bigger man and just turn off my phone? Yes. Merrick. Really? Yes. yes. Uh, also, to, does she have anything else that she's interested in? Like, you know, does she like... Aside from Jon Snow. Uh, aside from Jon Snow, does she like Orange is the New Black or or something? Right. She's watching another series that you know she's about? She's watching Twin Peaks. Oh, we'll ruin that for her. That's a great idea. Ruin that. Do you care about Twin Peaks? <laughs> I do. I'm really oh, enjoying right. it, but I can watch it first. There you go. You Hold watch on. that first. Hammer, got to, what? Oh, I have to jump in. I have to be the angel on your other shoulder. Because at the moment, what Merrick's doing isn't helping you. It's is destroying it? a friendship. Is it? Yes. Is it? Well, But I can do it in an innocent way. Like, isn't that, like, aren't you suggesting subterfuge, Mez? Yeah. Like, I just I just send, a, like, an innocent text message <laughs> no. saying, how great was it when Dale Cooper finally came back? See, there you go. Right. There's nothing. I wouldn't even do that, Don't don't even send text messages because then that links it too close to you. What I would do is I would write on a plain piece of paper um, the entire plot line for an episode of Twin Peaks and then a picture of a cat <laughs> just as a warning. She won't know why. Just a picture of a cat that may or may not be alive. 
and the plot line to Twin Peaks. Send her that envelope yep. to her home. She'll open it up. She'll read it. Yep. And she'll just go, oh, my God, I'm taking this to the cops. Right. And then, and, and probably also when she reads that, think, I really let Hamo down last week by ruining the John exactly. Snow term. And she'll go, you know what? This is like what I did to Hamo. Maybe I won't do that anymore or he'll kill my cat. Now, the important question is when I draw a picture of the cat, is it the first dead cat or the second dead cat? Oh, <laughs> I can't help you with that one. I mean, I'm not a miracle worker. <laughs> Extraordinary bombshell dropped about uh, 24 hours ago. Mm. The Barnaby Joyce was actually a Kiwi in disguise as a rampant Australian. I suspected. Did you? Yeah, always suspected. Well, he, compensation to the Aussiness? Well, he seemed to always get upset about the wrong time when Trevor Chappell bowled underarm. Like, he <laughs> always, always took the wrong angle. <laughs> Seemed a bit too excited about The Hobbit. Like, um, Lord of the Rings, I understand, but The Hobbit trilogy? Yeah. Calm down, mate. And he was always encouraging people to move to Tamworth, and yeah. like Australians know. No, no, come on, mate. No. Well, the Nationals leader <laughs> told Palmer that he received verbal confirmation before question time that his application to renounce his NZ citizenship has been accepted uh, and is now just awaiting the documentation. So he has said, no, I'm actually, I'm not a Kiwi, so he's he's legit. He's an Australian citizen. He doesn't have dual citizenship. Uh, he's just got to get the paperwork. Everything's okay. Julie Bishop has said that this is just um, Australian Labor colluding with New, Zen, uh, New Zealand NZ Labor All right. to, to just basically be a pain in the ass. Oh, well, because you know what? Like, look back at the history of New Zealand Labor and Australian Labor, all the things they've done together, oh, like, yeah. you know, that, um, that, that you know, and they built when they built the uh, uh, yeah, put that together. That was yeah, good. and they, that other time mm. when that thing happened, and we were in that crisis. They were the, they were uh, that was that was a thing. Yeah, they, yeah. They, uh, so Julie's right. Yeah, spot on. 100%. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> completely on top of it. They <laughs> presented an issue. My missus, who's a Kiwi, so I mean, feel free to. Hope take... she's not in Parliament. <laughs> Maybe we can get her in Parliament. No, she doesn't even vote. My missus doesn't even vote. She right. doesn't vote because she can't because she's a Kiwi. Right. Because there's the rules, Barnaby. Yeah. Um, but she's got a Kiwi passport. Right. Okay. So she says to me today, um, I don't understand what the big deal is. Who cares if he's Kiwi or not? You know, he's Australian. He lives here. And I said, no, it is a problem because you can't have the head of your nation being a foreign citizen. That's just, that's a problem because right. if... Malcolm Turnbull died, our head of state essentially would be a foreigner. Right. And you went, what, like the Queen is? And I went, that's a very good point. <laughs> right. That's an extremely good point. Georgie does sound like she should go into politics. <laughs> she has nailed it, and I'm going to vote for her in the Senate. <laughs> so she's smarter than me. Uh, Justin Hamilton, always good to see you again, mate. I'll catch up with you again soon. I'll let you go now because after five, I'm going to have a massive whinging session about the M4. So, I'm out of here. Yeah, if you're on the M4, you're going to love this. I'm taking your advice. I'm not saying. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Is that thing on? Marysville here on Triple M. That's what you were going to call your autobiography, wasn't it, Miss? <laughs> no, it was. I touched myself and then I couldn't stop. The Merrick Watt story. <laughs> Good start. Good start to the hour. Welcome to the show if you've just tuned in. Uh, great to have your company. I know a lot of people at the moment are stuck in heavy traffic and no doubt... Uh, the majority of those people will be suffering would be along Parramatta Road and the M4. We saw today the reintroduction of tolls on the M4 today and with the cost being over $5. Uh, sorry, hang on. Is it exactly to the cent lane? $4.56. $4.56. Pardon, just shy of $5. Uh, it is a hefty toll. That was obviously to pay for the widening of the road. 
and that will continue on for only until they've made back their money, I'm sure. And then, like everything else, they just go, ah, for free now. And then we'll have to pay for the gastric band that the road needs when it gets too wide. Exactly. It's Look, people have been avoiding it in droves because they don't want to pay tolls. Surprise, surprise. So they've been taking alternative routes, uh, mainly down through Parramatta Road. But that area around James Roos Drive in Granville there and uh, anywhere leading from Parramatta onto Parramatta Road or onto the M4 there Mm. has just been an absolute chaos. We've got Brad, who's called in of his own volition. Uh, Brad, you live in Granville? Mate, I do. And it usually takes me 12 minutes to get to work. It, it took me 22 minutes just sitting in my park car outside of my house before I could even move the car. Oh, wow. All right, so you're in Granville, and where did you have to go? Were you going up James Roos Drive? I only go going... to Regent's Park. I only go to Regent's Park. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay, so it's not a big trip. No, no, no. It usually takes me 12 minutes to work, and this morning it took me 52 minutes to get to work. 52 minutes. Did you consider yep. taking the M4, Brad? <laughs> <laughs> Very funny. Mate, it probably would have been quicker. Like, oh, mate, I, I don't know what I'd do. Well, listen, Save mate. Money, go to the brothel, I don't know. Well, okay, all right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but honestly, it's just, it's just car after car, and no matter what back road I talk, yeah. it's, just all, it's like well, a car park. Whereabouts are you heading home now, Brad? I'm heading home in Granville right now on Morrison Road, in, um, just off Woodville yeah, Road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, oh, wow. All right. Well, that's copped it in the neck. So, how long have you been in the car for so far, Brad? Um, now I've been in the car for 15 minutes. Okay. How long does that trip normally take you to get home? Uh, right where I am right now, and it takes me about two or three minutes. Right. Okay. So, it's not as bad on the way back? Right now? No, no. But I'm okay. getting, getting closer to home, yeah. Uh, well, thanks for the uh, the heads up there, Brad. Obviously, traffic is bad. Uh, Sydney, I have this theory, right? And I think that we are at a tipping point, probably in Australia in some parts, but particularly this city, right? I, lo- I love American theory. Look, it's pretty well-founded because I think genuinely the powers that be need to be very, very careful with Sydney siders. And I'm saying this genuinely as a warning because they have... By on their on their own, they have piece by piece been charging Sydney siders more and more for tiny little bits, like small amounts that accumulatively have put massive financial pressure on people living in Sydney. Mm-hmm. Now we know about mortgages. We know that you know, as a mortgage holder, we all know, right? Interest rates are currently not that bad, but if they go up even a fraction, that will be a tipping point. But if you just look, I'm, I'm saying it's a it's death by a thousand cuts. And people can't afford to pay an extra four dollars fifty. Now, the, the people who own the tolls, who are collecting the money for the tolls, they go four dollars fifty, nine bucks a day. That's not going to break anybody. Yeah, it is when you've got, with that, energy providers increasing their costs or the cost to to uh, consumers by thirty percent. You've got the banks a slight quarter of a percent interest rate hike. That hurts you. Tolls. Parking, if you have to park now, you have to pay. Food costs have gone up. The NBN has been rolled out, but if you actually want high speed, you have to pay an extra $22, I think it's a month, for that. You've got your rates, which have also gone up recently as well. You've got airport surcharges. So if you even get into a taxi at the airport, you have to pay to have a taxi come and pick you up. Where else in Australia... 
do you have to pay as a consumer for a taxi to come and pick you up at their point of convenience? And I reckon it is enough. Sydney has had enough. We pay at every corner, every time you move, every time you flinch in the city. You go somewhere, you pay. There's no such thing as free. And it gets to the point where I think accumulatively, you've got a pressure building in the city that is going to burst the dam. $4.50, you can see thousands of motorists today saying, I'm not going on the M4. Maybe it's out of protest. Maybe it's because people simply can't afford the extra 50 bucks a week it's going to cost them. Because 50 bucks a week, added up over the total of the year, is their kids' Christmas presents. It might be a trip away. 50 bucks to an average working family in the western suburbs, that might be your weekend. That's what you might do with your family on the weekend, and that's gone on tolls. You're not going to pay it. Your fuel prices as well. All of these things accumulatively are killing this city. And, and Back off. Stop being greedy. They're greedy companies who are taking money from battlers, and they've had enough. They're choking. And you can see it today. They've voted with their, their cars. It's not even a protest vote. They just simply can't afford it. $4.56, it doesn't sound like a lot of money. But when you add it up, it is. And people have had a gutful. I, I say this, cautionary. To these people, power companies, utilities, everything. Just be careful. Sydney has probably had a gutful. It certainly feels that way. I, like I say, it just feels like every time you move in the city, you get pinched. You, you can't f- even get in your freaking car without paying something to somebody else who's already a, multi, a multinational hmm. conglomerate that owns roads in our country. Well, it you, doesn't even make sense. You've just named a, a bunch of things, which, as you say, death by a thousand cuts, but I'm sure that... Oh, I've got angry, everyone. I was funny at the start. You were funny at the start, and it turned and dark. Gonna, and well, because I get pissed off for people, because I don't <laughs> like... It's just... You know, the people who make these role, who, who make these decisions don't live in areas where they're affected by this. Yep. People in Kirribilli are not affected by that. No. They're not affected by these road types. They think the M4 is uh, is something they call out when they're playing Battleship against their sons and daughters. <laughs> exactly. They've got no uh, idea where no, it is. But I wonder, I would imagine that uh, the listeners out there, the audience, the citizens of Merrickville Mayors would have mm. more examples of these death by a thousand cuts, the tiny little things that you just, you, you cop yep. it yep. and it just piles up and piles up. What As you it? mentioned, the taxi fare at the city yep. airport that you have to pay. I don't understand why you have to pay that. Why do we have to pay that? Because the, the the airport, we're already paying levies at the airport, and then we've got to pay a taxi surcharge on that. The little, uh, you know what? And if you park at the airport, cut your arm off because that's what they want. The little thing there. where now businesses, if you uh, you want to use pay by card, and it's less than ten dollars, oh, that'll be a twenty uh, percent surcharge. surcharge. It's and you th- you don't Everything. think about it. Well, it's only seventy cents, but, but that adding add up. up adds up exactly. So I'm saying it's adding up now, and it's getting to the point where you know it's the. the Pressure valve is going to blow because Sydney has paid enough. Give people a break. These times are stressful enough. All right, I've had my rant. Calm down. Go back to being funny in a second. Lots of people trying to call through. One triple three five three. I want to know what is it? What's that straw that's breaking Sydney's back? What is it that's driving you mad? What's that thing that you just go, just cut me some slack? Here comes the money. Sorry, I think you've forgotten the bit where you give me some money. Because someone has to pay Merrick's salary. Here's a word from our sponsor.
Hi, I'm Gary Megan, and I do a little show on podcast one called A Plate to Call Home, and it's about fascinating people all centred around food. This is a show for foodies, but it's more than that. It's a show about the people and the stories behind food. I think you know that I'm obsessed by food. Everything in my life revolves around it, and I love nothing better than to spend a little time talking about people that are equally as passionate, sharing their stories, and getting to know what makes them tick. It's called A Plate to Call Home, and it's available on the Podcast One app or on podcastone.com.au. I have put a big stick in a very large bullet nest today. I've stirred things up. I've struck a call with you, Sydney, clearly. Talking about the M4, the fact that they've reopened tolls, $4.56 per trip. Mm. Wow, gutsy. And I, I genuinely believe that this city is a powder keg at the moment. I think people have had a gillful of being penny pinched by every corporate entity in the city. Yep. Concentrating on people in the West, not focusing on the Eastern suburbs, focusing very clearly on the West with more tolls and more levies. And people are at the at breaking point. I genuinely think this city is at breaking point. I'm talking about the fact that energy providers are uh, raising our cost of living to power our homes by 30%. Banks go up. They've gone up this year. Tolls up. Parking, food, NBN. What did we pay for? I thought we paid for that. Why do we have to pay more for that? Rates have gone up. Airport surcharges drives me mad. Why do I have to pay for your convenience? School fees have gone up as well. Yeah. And here's the thing. All of these things have all gone up in Sydney. What hasn't gone up? Incomes. Wages. Yep. Wages haven't gone up. These corporations just sit there and they tick along and they think, oh, I'll just take a few dollars here, a few dollars here, a few dollars here. Sydney are running out. You described it perfectly, Mez, when you said it's death by, death by a thousand cuts. And that's what we've asked the listeners to call up with. Oh, nuts. What are the uh, what are the little things that are just they just is they've had enough with? Yeah, because I've got a, I had a gutful. Andrew in Sutherland. G'day, mate. Very clean. How are you, fellas? Good. Very Ed. good. Uh, thank you for speaking up. It's uh, very important that you speak on behalf of people like me. I appreciate it. Listen, um, my local pool used to charge $5 for a visit. I'm now being charged $8 for a visit, and, it, and they say it's to do with the, uh, the electricity price hike. So, uh, and it probably yeah, it's is. Out of control. It's crazy. It, pretty, it, crazy. Yeah, it probably is, but I mean, that's, that's close. To, that's a 40% increase. Yep. Or they're on. That's yeah. that's that's and, a massive jump. And Andrew, have you got kids, mate? Two kids, and I've my wife and I have, have have talked about it. We've I've had to snip, not having any more, all that kind of thing. But essentially, it's because we can't afford to have really any more kids. And I know people say, look, don't bring price into raising kids, but realistically, in Sydney, you've got to. No, you do, uh, mate. You do. You are absolutely spot on. It's like I, I look. I have uh, friends and family in the state, Andrew, and their idea of, of you know contemplating children or a third child where they live in Adelaide or Melbourne is very different to the way you consider things here in Sydney. Particularly if you want to send your kids to a private school, you know, oh, a third kid. Seriously, I mean, yep. Yep. it's it's beyond most people just to send them to a public school, let alone private educated. Mate, you're spot on, Andrew. Thank you for calling through, mate. It's the small things. It's the small things that we're talking about that irritate people. If your school and my my um my I know for a fact my missus told me the other day that uh, just where my kids do their swimming lessons, like Andrew, like everybody yeah. who's got kids, the kids do swimming lessons. They've been jacked up. Well, that goes from being a twenty dollar visit for his family, for him yes. and his wife to take their two kids, yep. to thirty two dollars. 
Yeah, and this is what I said. I said this when right, I went on a massive rant about you know the uh, power companies jacking up prices by thirty percent. I said at the time, it's not just your home power bill where you're going to feel this. Mm. It's the small businesses that are going to then have to pass on the cost yep. or they'll go broke. Steve in Carlton. Hello, mate. G'day, mate. How you going, Mez? Very good indeed. All right. What's currently, where do you feel like they're getting into your pockets? Okay. So, Rego, we just got the Rego for the cart, right? Oh, so there we go. I'm, going to, I'm literally sitting down for this one, Steve. Okay. It's $5.90 or whatever it is. Yep. And then, then you get the green slip thing. There's another $590. So that's 1200 bucks. Just to put your car on the road, then you've got to put fuel in it. 30% of the fuel we pay is tax. Yes. And isn't that tax? Oh, theoretically, that's for the roads. What are they, putting 30% more holes in the road? Is that what they're doing? <laughs> 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 not just that. You remember when the GST came in, they yep. said, oh, what we'll do is we'll, we'll cut out the stamp duty on your house. Well, what are we now? 2017. That's 21 years ago. No, stamp duty's gone up. No. Nah. You still pay, you pay stamp duty on a car. You yep. go, what the hell? Like, every way you turn, someone takes a piece of it. Super, Mel, what is his name? Turnbull? Yep. Just thinks to himself, oh, let's tax superannuation now. All right, okay, so we tax it on the way in. Now we'll start taxing on the way out. That's what I hate, Steve. That's a personal gripe of mine. You've hit a very tender chord there. If you've earned Not money, right. if you've earned money and you've paid tax on it and you've done the right thing as a contributor to society, that's your yeah. money. So then when you exactly. get your and grubby hands off it. it the stupid thing about it is the people that are going to be affected are the people who voted him in. Yep. Well, mate, it's everyone. everyone. It's self-funded it's... retirees, most of whom kind of lean a little bit to the right. And he's like, he's, oh, fair dick. Yeah, no, but, look, because I said, I'm Steve, I'll say you. it again, mate. I, I, look, I know that it's, it's some people will be quick to chastise me because I live in the inner west and I know that we are just, you know, glorified eastern suburbs wankers, but that's, yeah. that's okay. <laughs> but the fact is, mate, we all know this. The people who make these laws and make these decisions that affect us enormously are not anybody, none of them live in the western suburbs of Sydney, right? No. They live but in the they eastern suburbs. Let's call it, let's call it spade a spade. They live in the eastern suburbs, or they live in the affluent uh, northern beaches, or they live uh, on North Shore and Kirribilli and those areas. They're the people who are making these decisions on your behalf, and they're killing Sydney. But there's one thing, right? Don't forget that the people who live in the eastern suburbs, I don't know if you've been over there recently, but it is chaos. There's more houses and units than you can take a stick at. The eastern suburbs were not built to have as many people that they've got in there now. But, no, true. Oh, mate, oh, mate, Clover. She keeps on rubber stamping. Oh, yeah, whack another high-rise there, whack another block of townhouses there, whack another block of high-rise there. Why? Rates. Through the flipping roof. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. nice to live over there, but yep. my goodness, like, thank you for it. Yeah. Oh, Steve, let's have, just whilst we're on that, because let's... I'm You've touched on another this. tender call. No, I'm just, I'm liking, I'm liking, you said the two magic words everything. on this show, Clover liking, Moore. Steve, ring... <laughs> Steve... We'll give you Mrs. Mobile. No, no, Steve, when you say that, you look at places like Alexandria, right? Now, people, uh, if you're driving out to the airport, you'll see that there's been just towers and towers and towers of apartments, yeah? Which yep, is yep. great. Okay. So all of those towers, they have to have a provision for parking. So they've got to have parking there because they can't be parking on the street. So they have parking underground, which is great. Okay. No dramas. So you park underground and then you drive where? Straight onto the Eastern Distributor and the surrounding areas and you choke <laughs> an, art, uh, an artery to the airport to death. It's a car park. It yeah. doesn't work. When they built that M5, they built, they, you know, when you saw the size of that thing that they used to make the tunnel, right? It yes. was a big hole in the ground. Here's a thought, you spankers. Make it a bigger hole. <laughs> dig three lanes each way. Why, 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 if you're going to build a hole, dig a big one. Oh, Steve. <laughs> Steve, I'm making... Steve, what do you, you do? Hang on, get Steve back. Yeah. Steve, what are you doing on Sunday? Hey? Yeah. 
what was that time? Is what that? are you doing on Sunday, Steve? Well, what, uh, well I mean, I'm preaching. I'm a preacher in a church. I'm a pastor. Are you really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Are, are you allowed to have a beer on Sunday? Yes, I am. Jesus won't mind. He's okay. He turned water into wine, don't forget. So he's Listen, all good with that. I'm making a special provision, right? And this is a one-off, right. and I've got to state it. But on Sunday, we're doing the tour, which is the tour of the brewery. It's at the Waywood Brewing Company in Camperdown. Now, later on in this hour, I'm going to give um, somebody a chance to come along and they can bring a friend. It's just a tour of a brewery and then we have a couple of beers, yeah? What time? What time? Uh, It's at midday on Sunday. Yeah, I reckon I can probably swing that. Yeah, great. Morning church finishes at about half 11 or 12. Night church is until 5. I'm good. I'll just have to be a little bit cautious, you know. Mate, you do what you want to do. All right. If you oh, want to go, to, what I'm saying is, if you want to go to church half cut, that's none of my business. All right. That's, got that's between you and the Mate, Lord. You, you take that up. You take that up with Jesus. All right. That's not Merrick Watts' problem. And don't, when you're talking to him, don't bring my name into the conversation either, Steve. I'm in enough no. trouble with him and every oh, other oh, deity. Oh. I don't need any more grief. Steve, this conversation. Anyway, don't worry. He loves you anyway, mate. I know he does. They all do. They all love me. Steve, stay on the line, mate. I'm going to get your details. And for everybody else listening, I'm going to give you the opportunity very shortly to join me on Sunday for a couple of quiet beers and a little bit of a calm down session after talking about Sydney at the Wayward Brewing Company in Camperdown for Turi. Of course, beers will be free. It's been a weird day. I'm not going to lie. Just as a bit of a disclaimer, if you weren't listening to the first part of the show today, I accidentally poisoned myself with some chemicals earlier this morning, just being me. And so I've been a bit weird ever since. But we're back on track. I've had a massive spray at everyone at the top of the hour. But now we're going to talk about good things. We're going to talk about going on a toury. Merrick's Toury of a Brewery. If you don't drink beer with food, I borderline think you're Al-Qaeda, frankly. Perhaps a bit extreme, Miss. Too much. Merrick's taking you to Wayward Brewing Company Sunday, August 20, 104.9 Triple M. I am excited about this. I'd like you to come and join me. And we're just going to go and... Find out how they make beer, like in a commercial sense, you know. Uh, if you've ever had a home brew set up at home and you want to know more, how they do it in the big stills, how it's produced, how they get the different flavours and the variants in it, I'm fascinated by it. And if you are, or even if you just want to know what beer tastes like for the first time, uh, you can join me on Sunday. We're going to head down to the Waywood Brewery in Camperdown. It's been the Arvo there. It's going to be good times. Um, and today, I want to talk about this because we, we had a chat to the uh, brew, brew makers on Friday at the mm. brewery. Uh, Phil, who's the uh, head brewer. Peter. Brewer? Peter, sorry. Peter Phillip. Phil. It's confusing. Phil. That's right. Don't yeah. have two names, Phil. I know. In case Phil? we know, Mercy you tried to poison yourself. Uh, you're a bit off the... I'm, I am dopey as... But no. you're right. We spoke to Peter Phillip, who's yeah. the head brewmaster at Wayward Brewery. And he's he had a group of mates there. The guys mm. from Young Henry's there as well. Sounded bloody awesome. Didn't it? Play the audio, mate. I'm yeah. trying to. I can hear you hitting the mouse. You're double, <laughs> click, on, you're double clicking your mouse, are you, Liam? <laughs> it's not working. <laughs> no, because you're a man. <laughs> I wish okay. Lawrence was here. I don't. I'm so glad he's not. All right. So, <laughs> the audio's not working, but it sounded amazing. He he was sitting there on a Friday afternoon with his own, the owners of Young Henry's. Uh, Do you need some lubricant for that mouse? <laughs> Is it is it rusty? Is it needs a lubricant? <laughs> Maybe I'm not using the right mouse. But the point is <laughs> you're not using the right hand. Do you want somebody else to do it for you? Not no. me. Not me. But we can get somebody. I do not want your Dutch <laughs> character to come around here. <laughs> Okay, the oh, point was, we spoke to Peter, who's the head brewer at the Wayward <laughs> Brewing Company, 
and he was sitting there on a Friday having knockoff drinks with his mates who also own breweries, yes. and it sounded like a bloody good time. Now, the idea was that these guys essentially, they all were in, you know, interested in brewing beer, and yep. they came together as mates, and they've successfully done it. Now, I made the point that I reckon that's one of the few industries or the few jobs that uh, or small businesses that you can start up mm. with a mate and have it not go south, right? Yeah. Because when you see blokes, sometimes they can be really good mates and they go into business together. I've seen this with friends of mine. They go into business together and it just, it kills the relationship. And 100%. It can, yeah. And it can, you know, it can kill your mateship, but also to you, you destroy the small business. But beer seems like the exception to it. Because I don't hear any bad stories about beer. No. It never goes wrong. No. But I want to know from you, one triple three five three. have you had a business venture with your mates that have failed, right? You might have had one mate, might have been a group of you. You might have come up with a scheme. You might have had an idea, and it's gone completely pear-shaped, gone horribly wrong. I want to hear your stories. One triple three five three. give us a call. Giving you the opportunity to come and join me at the Tourie on Sunday at the Camperdown uh, Wayward Brewery. Taking your calls on when you've tried to have a small business, start up a small business with a mate, it's gone horribly wrong. Got eyes in Blacktown. G'day, mate. How you going, man? Um, yeah, my thing was an absolute disaster. Uh, basically, a few years ago, uh, my mate and my we started up a, a brand new thing with like making 24 karat gold iPhones and iPads and stuff, and we started in the Emirates. Yeah. And um, so I was in Sydney, and my mate was like, "Hey, come down. I will start up a business, and we'll see how we go." So this was like back when the iPhone five or four came out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Long story short, so I'm the guy that put 24 karat gold plated iPads in the world's most luxurious hotel in Dubai, which is the Burj Al Arab. Yeah. Um, a couple of years down the track, this was like about a year and a half ago, um, one of the deals went sour because he didn't deliver, and he put it all on me, and um, and he took all that money from the hotel, and he just went MIA. Last oh. I heard, um, he basically took a little boat um, off the coast of Dubai, and he took it to Oman, and he just disappeared from there. Wow. That's yeah. That- Mate, you know what you need to do to recover the costs? Turn that um, into a movie, eyes. That's how you do it, brother. So, You'd be surprised. We've actually been at a documentary on Channel 4 in the UK. Yeah, man. And, uh, I like yeah. the story. I like the fact that you made 24-karat gold iPhones like anyone needed those. <laughs> no, nah, fair cool. Fair cool. Weird things. I've got Jared in Pittown. Hello, mate. Hey, young buddy. Very good indeed. All right. What have you uh, gone into a business venture with a mate with? I had a mechanical workshop. We grew up together. Mm -hmm. I lived two streets away from each other. Um, Being business wasn't enough. He decided to take my wife. I beg your your pardon? He decided to take my wife. Your wife wasn't made out of 24 karat gold and shaped like an iPhone. I wish she was. Wow. Okay. So how long were you in the mechanical workshop business together for? Three years. Three years? And then after three years, he's just gone, you know what? I'm going to take a different type of superannuation here. (laughs) That's exactly right. That's and a wife tax. That Just a, another bloody tax in Sydney. Jared, can I be completely <laughs> honest with you? No, you, can you be completely honest with me? Who got the better end of that deal in the end? I think I did. <laughs> <laughs> Mez, do you want to make it that yes. little bit better for him? Yes. Jared, I'd like you to join me on Sunday at the Wayward Brewery, mate. Uh, beautiful. Thank you very much, boys. Pleasure, mate. I, I don't know why we have small children cheering. It's just so <laughs> massively inappropriate. I don't get it. But like a lot of this thing, a lot of things on the show, I'm not quite sure. Jared, I'll see you on Sunday. Everybody else, I'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for visiting Merrickville. And be a Merrickvillian. Uh, Merrickvillite. Merrickvilleman. Join us on Facebook or Twitter at Merrickville FM 104.9 Triple M.